Welcome to the Roots of Success podcast. We've raised the bar. Tap into the source of your success through real stories from real people. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to level up and get to the root of your success. And now your host, Nate the Great Peterman. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Roots of Success podcast. Today, I got a really, really great friend of mine. I like to call him a dear brother of mine as well. We always have some really intense life chats, as always. <laughs> AD Dolphin, appreciate you being on the show, man. Man, happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah, we were, uh, you know, it's, it's a very interesting time, AD, of where we're at in the world, and especially within the entrepreneur side of things and business owners. I, I, feel, I feel people just, they don't have a sense of what's next. I feel people really want to just know exactly where they should go, especially in a very undecided time, because there's a lot of, you know, indecision right now. I guess from your experience being a business owner and with what it is that you do, how have you been able to navigate during just these crazy times? Well, um, fortunately, we're in the, the health business. So that's one thing for us is that people are, you know, because of COVID, because of the situation a lot of people are in, people are definitely moving more towards health because they feel like this is the one thing that can probably help them at this point in time. So, you know, we're doing a lot of external things. We're wearing masks, you know, we're standing six feet. We're doing all these things, but your last line of defense, to be honest, is your immune system. And by doing a majority of our products, that's gonna help strengthen that. So therefore you got that extra blanket of protection. But kind of like you said before at the beginning of this is that it's a different time. And, but to be honest, Sometimes I think we have to look beyond what's happening right in front of us. Mm. It is a different time, but also it's a time where you actually get to think. Wow. Because the whole world has slowed down. Literally, the government in some people's situation is paying for them to exist for the last year and a half. So people got an opportunity to get away from their normal job, to get away from the grunt work that they're doing every single day and actually think and be free and decide what they really want to do. A lot of my friends who weren't in businesses that they enjoyed anymore made a transition during this time. So therefore, it was actually a time of opportunity. I know it sounds crazy to look at life in that way, but sometimes, you know, when you're in these horrible Times, if you just see it right in front of you, beyond that might be some might be an opportunity, and that's the kind of way I think of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the same mentality. I mean, just this past year, ever since everything started, it's been one of our most successful years, you know. And I mean, you'll go through it. You have the there's not a straight line to success. Right. You gotta go through the cliffs, the the climb, the hills, and everything, and. I mean, I know you out of everybody knows the journey on what it takes to get there. I mean, journey is vicious, man. (laughs) The journey. But it's so funny about the journey. Everyone thinks when you're on the journey or you're just on that path, Hmm. I think initially it's so hard. But it's, it's so funny. Those hard times, those tough times are is exactly what you need. And what I mean by that is this, those are the lessons 
that keep you on top. Those are the, the situations that most likely your company is going to face time and time again. And unless you go through that, you're not going to know how to deal with whatever you need to deal with. So really, it's an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity for learning. And I enjoy the path. Anytime I get a situation that I haven't dealt with, I'm like, yes, I get, a fuck, I get to fucking learn now. I get to learn. I get to learn. One of those moments that was extremely crucial oh. that just pushed you. So before we started doing advertising with Steve Harvey, we had just done, and I don't want this to come up, we had just done, you know, I'm not gonna even mention the company that we did it with and it didn't go so well. We had did this big advertising push with this one radio company, it cost me $92,000 for the month. And we thought, okay, they got 6 million listeners. We hope this goes well. Went to shit, didn't go well, didn't make any money, but, and then right after that, we got our dream opportunity, which was to be on Steve Harvey. Now at the time, I think at the time for Steve Harvey, I think it was like a hundred something thousand, right? But I didn't have it all. I only had like 50,000 50, left. The only reason why I give out numbers so people can kind of understand it. And if you're an entrepreneur, you need to hear numbers. You need to know what you're up against if you're trying to advertise on some of these radio shows and things like that. But we had a chance. We didn't have all the money. And they, they, we finally got a chance to be on Steve Harvey and they were going to give us interviews. And, it was gonna, and we honestly felt like that's where we needed to be this whole entire time. Now we're down to our last. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When you're running a company, to be honest, $50,000, 20-something employees, advertising, uh, inventory, that's not a lot of money. So trust me, when I'm saying I'm down to my last, we are down to our last. So, so we decided to go on and push forward and push through. So what I asked the company is, I said, hey, I didn't tell them I didn't have the money. What I told them is, I said, hey, can we pay at, in the middle of the campaign and at the end of the campaign, opposed to paying at the beginning and then at the end? They said, they said, hey, we don't have a problem with it. Now, the beautiful thing about that push through and the reason why I kind of explain numbers so, and I want people to understand that is that when we did our first interview on Steve Harvey, because we, we do a unique campaign. So we don't do regular commercials. We do... We do live reads, and we do a live read every day, and we do two interviews a month, beginning of the month and the middle of the month. And we do live reads every single day throughout the day. So when we did our first interview at the beginning of our campaign with Steve Harvey, where I didn't really have the money, we made $56,000 that day. Every day after that, we made $25,000. And then when we got to the middle to do our second interview, I think we made forty-six dollars to $48,000. And then we made $25,000 after that. Now we knew in a heart of all hearts that that place was where we needed to be. And thank God it worked out because it actually changed the way that I think. Because to be honest, I never thought that we could make that kind of money doing what we were doing because we never seen it. It wasn't possible. We heard of people doing that well, but we were never part of that group. But it was amazing to see a plan come together 
you know, we're at the footsteps of basically turning, stopping the company and doing all that. And, and we got a blessing. And from that moment on, I learned so many powerful lessons about how to advertise, when to advertise and who to advertise with. And, and it was life changing for our company. Wow. Yeah, because the way I look at that, you had the desire first. Mm -hmm. You didn't necessarily have the upfront financing, like half of it. Right. But with you having that desire that allowed you to be creative, to think outside the box instead of just kind of, okay, it can only be one way. It only has to be upfront. But now I'm going to do upfront in the middle afterwards into what you're saying with those days where you're making like forty, fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars, you're able to pay that off. And it's like, what do they call that? It's it's like the creative genius in your mind that hit. Yeah. And I always tell people, entrepreneurs, you got we only sometimes we only look forward. Yeah. You know what I mean? But sometimes that door is shut. You might have to go around back to the back door. You might have to go through the side window. You gotta kind of think your way through it and just Understand that everything's not necessarily black and white. Just because you they tell you it's done this way, it doesn't mean it has to be done that way. So you got to ask questions. And and fortunately enough, they believed in us enough to take the chance on us, and it worked out. Mm-hmm. And and we've been advertising with Steve Harvey since 2012. Wow. So for ten years now. Ten years old. Yeah. <laughs> some of the best 10 years of your life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, I remember. So then from there, we transitioned from there to TV. And we started with the Steve Harvey TV show, and they gave us opportunity there. So that was amazing four and a half years that we were on that show doing weight loss transformations. We were on that show twice a month, every month. And that was, that was life-changing for our business. And it's just because we had the we asked the question, hey, can you do this? And they said, yes, we don't see a problem with it. And they changed our business. So you gotta push the envelope. Yeah. What have you learned the most by being on television? Because I'm sure going on TV at first, it might be a little bit like, I don't know. Probably being on television, the thing I learned the most is that it actually goes back to radio. So this is why it actually goes back to radio. For me, there was a moment when we were doing the Steve Harvey show. So we were on it so often, people thought we were a part of the show. They didn't know we were just advertisers. So what I realized from that experience is that if I'm on enough, I become popular. So that's why we were on Steve Harvey TV twice a month because I had already learned my lesson from radio. I learned if I'm on enough, I become popular. Not just I, but our company. And our product becomes popular. So therefore, and that's exactly what happened. We were on so much, and the way the show presents, you know, the advertiser, it comes off really organic, and, and it was a beautiful thing. Now, the best thing about it is that every weight loss transformation on that show was 100% real. Just because you're an advertiser doesn't mean it's this made up thing that's happening. No, it's actually real situation. They actually gave us the people, said these people are interested in losing weight. And if you can make this happen within a certain time frame, we'll bring you on the show. 
And that's what we did. So it was beautiful. When it comes to advertising, I know you and I off screen, you know, we've had a lot of, you know, just right. conversations with where you allocate funds to properly. So to the listeners and the viewers, what do you encourage being a business owner or just an entrepreneur and you need to invest in marketing, but you just don't know where to put it, you know? I think, first of all, people need to understand what does it cost to run their business? So when you have a bottle or a book or what have you, a product itself, what is the cost of that product? People don't really understand their true cost. They think that's, what does it take to produce that product? No, not really. Your employees are in there. Your insurance is in there. Your rent is in there. Like there's so many other elements. And unless you know what the true cost of that product is, you don't really know what, how much of your advertising is really involved in that product. So once you know the true cost, you can charge the right amount. And then if you find the right platform to actually advertise it, you know what you need. Okay, for this product, I need to make five to one. I need to make three to one. I need to make two to one. You know what I mean? So unless you know those things initially, it's hard to know what you actually need to receive from advertising. Yeah, I mean, just with our business, AD, we've never advertised. Mm -hmm. It's all been referrals. You know? Right. And referrals, just being in the industry, Networking with the right people. I mean, mm -hmm. that, that's major. Right. Um, advertising, I mean, that's, that's so important too. And especially if you have like a, a brand as well, like a personality brand, you have a really great brand on social media that people really look up to, especially with the content that you post. It makes people interested. It gets right. people clicking. And I'm sure, uh, of course, being on TV probably really helped with that too, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think TV is a great thing that for whatever reason, if you're on TV, people say it's real. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there, there's some kind of association with that. So, you know, people tend to believe it in a, just a little bit more. And I think that's that's what it is. But to be honest, ain't nothing better than word of mouth. It just doesn't move as fast as you want it to move, I think. And that's probably the issue with word of mouth. And when you run in a growing business, word of mouth is great, but advertising, I think all of it, for whatever reason, comes down to advertising mm -hmm. your business, especially when you're trying to grow it. Yeah, respect. Let's talk about energy. Mm -hmm. When did you first, you know, really start taking energy vibration? just extremely serious because I feel as if it gets passed around a lot throughout, you know, the industry about how, oh, you gotta, you gotta vibe high or you gotta be thinking really just extremely abundantly. But I feel people, they don't really take that serious and they wonder why they're always in the same spot. Right. Well, energy definitely plays a role in um, pretty much in anything that you do. Um, for me personally, I try to deal with people that, you know, carry a certain amount of energy because I feel more comfortable in that kind of a setting. So therefore, it definitely, you know, it's everything. If I don't feel right about a situation, it doesn't have the right energy for me. I, I'm, I'm quick to walk away from it. I'm definitely quick to walk away from it. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. I got no problem being like, hey. 
It's a great meeting, but it's, right. it's not a good fit. Yeah, just keep it moving. You got to follow that inner voice. That inner voice, to me personally, never leads me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. You're afraid to all, say no. Yeah. I have no problem saying no. <laughs> I just keep moving. I'll be like, yeah, that'll work for me. Yeah. So with the herbs and everything, of course, you guys are the best in the industry, right? But it took something for you guys to get there, right? There's that in-between. So to become the top in the industry with, with what you guys do, what were some of the maybe coupled a few things that really stood out. Of course, advertising goes into that, getting publicity, but I'm talking about the early and in-between stages that people didn't necessarily see. Mm -hmm. You know, like what was those things that really just pushed you to be in the top? Well, I think for any business, it, it, it boils down to the owners within the business. Mm -hmm. And are they willing to take an educated guess on opportunities that come their way. And unless, if you keep doing the same thing, it's gonna render the same results. Yeah. Like this go around, we're doing something with um, sports. So we're involved with Ice Cubes, Big Three. So is it going to pay off? You don't really know. You know what I mean? What you do is you try to get the best elements of the deal that you feel like can do what it needs to do. But at some point in time, you're going to have to take a chance or an educated guess on is it going to pay off? So right now, it's only doing okay. But it's a four-month campaign for us. And within those four months, I'm definitely going to learn a lot. Just taking a chance on different opportunities, I think you have to be willing to do that. And the only reason why we're here today is not just the, um, the Steve Harvey thing, but even the thing that led us to Steve Harvey, which was my brother had came to me and said, hey, we got a radio opportunity here. And it cost, at the time, we weren't making very much money. It cost $12,000. Okay. And at that time, that was, a, that was a lot of money for us. And I was just like, it ain't no way. I'm <laughs> never doing that. Because I'm just thinking, all I can see what's what's in front of me. I can't see what's behind that. Mm -hmm. The success that it can bring. I don't know any of those things. I'm just like, no, 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 no. So a week later, he comes back to me again. He was like, yeah, they, they brought it down to 11.5. And I'm just like, fuck that. I'll never do it. Da, 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 da. And then it, he, my brother, and that's why it's always important to have people who don't necessarily think like you. They can see something that you can't. I couldn't see it. So he just kept coming at me. And I had told him, I was like, look, if they get b below $10,000, I'll take a chance on it. So maybe like three weeks into it, uh, my brother comes back and said, they do it for 9500 But they're not dropping it any lower. Do you know, I went on and said yes. And like I said, we did our same campaign two interviews. This is actually where it developed. My brother thought of the whole marketing plan. Uh, two interviews, live reads every day. And we're going to run it for a month, 9,500. Um, it's actually Warren Valentine's show right over there. So we did his show and he had a million listeners at a time. Um, it literally doubled our business overnight. 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 Just changed just like that. 
changed just like that. Doubled our business overnight. And then that's when we started doing, we did Russ Parr, who's on the wall over there. We did Big Boy. Mm -hmm. And that person right there is Kathy Hughes, who owns Radio One. And all those syndicated shows were on her station. And then that's when we got the notion that we needed to do bigger opportunities. So, and then that's what led us to Steve Harvey. But the thing that Steve taught us is this. And then that's when I had to really take notice. It's not just about how big the station is. It's how beloved the host is. Do people love the host? Do people trust the host? That was the key. In Warren Valentine's show, they actually really loved him. In Russ Parr's show, they really loved him. The show that didn't go well for us within that time period and that we were spending so much money on, they played a lot of rap music for one thing. So it was a different kind of audience. And it was so many members of the show, it just didn't go well. And, and these shows that we talked about prior to that, they're built around talk radio. It's more talk than music. So therefore, that was my key for my whole entire thing. Like, we don't do radio shows that's not built around talk first. We do talk show, talk radio shows, opposed to doing music radio shows that plays mostly music. We do mostly talk. And I realized is that if people are willing to listen to people for hours upon a time, they love that person. They love them. They believe them. They trust them. And it's so funny with that. And believe it or not, the hosts feel the same way about their listeners. The first thing Steve Harvey told me is like, look, if I bring you on my show, I don't want six months down the line, they saying this is a bad product, blah, 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 blah. He was really, really concerned about that. I don't want to introduce this to my 10 million listeners. And if this is going to, if I'm going to hear some funky stuff down the line, he's like, he's like, send it to me. I'm going to do it. If I have a good experience, then you can do your interviews and uh, we can go on and go from there. And that's what he did for me. He gave me a chance. Dang. That shows a lot about a host, too. You know, that when um, you just want to. He could care less about the money. Right. Steve Harvey could care less about the money. He's Steve, Steve Harvey is more about integrity, being honest, and keeping your word. That's all he's about. He's about more of that. And that's one of the things that I really took from him is that, you know, how to move around. And when you keep your word and you're doing everything that you say you, you know, you're going to do, people just, you know, they value you so much more and you get more opportunities tend to come your way because us doing Steve Harvey actually opened the entire world up to us when they used to say no. Wow. Yeah, it's cool. You know, you have these on the wall too, just reminders of the progress that, yeah, I like that. It's like you always remember that. Oh yeah, we know. I know exactly how we got here. Yeah. Every step of the way, I remember all every single one of these moments. They were all. These are all the life changing events that occurred that took our business to the next level. Yeah, I feel like sometimes people forget. They they, they get there. They get to the where they want to be, but then they forget about really where they came from, and they get involved in all these substances, and they get mixed up with the wrong people. Yeah, but they're not gonna—they're not gonna—they're um, not gonna survive it. 
Right. Success, what success does, it, it usually brings out who you really are inside. So some people get better, become better people. Some people become worse. <laughs> some people become worse. So, you know, success, that's what you're going to see eventually who, who that person is. You know, money, success, all those kind of things. It, you'll see exactly who they are, who they've always been. I mean, you figure someone like Steve and just some of these other well-known hosts, I mean, they got a reputation. What you're saying with that integrity, being a man of your word, I mean, I feel like that's a major just characteristic, especially. Well, you don't last as long as Steve has been in the business without having those things. Yeah. Yeah, I remember he was probably the one person ever on TV that was on multiple different networks at the same time. Doesn't happen. Realize he was on three different networks like CBS, NBC, Fox, all at the same time. He was everywhere. Wow. Everywhere. So he's the only person to ever do that. That also goes to show like you can't just hit one ultimate goal. You got to have other things as well to keep it. But, but at the same time, you, you might not always know what you want. Yeah, I think the thing that makes Steve so special is he's open. And that's what I try to do. I try to stay open. Stay open, listen to opportunities, not being so stubborn, just listening to, you never know. You don't, you don't, you think you know, but you never really know it might be something in there that can really change your business and take it to the next level. So you got to kind of stay open. That's what I try to do. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know with D-Herbs, that being your main one, I mean, some of the other businesses that you're involved in, yeah. from a young age, you're probably thinking about, I would never be in this one or this particular industry, but it's funny because it's the people that come into your life, they just kind of unfold opportunities. Absolutely. But I probably think that you have to figure out one. And what I mean by that is that you have to figure out how you work, what what are the tools that you need to be successful? So I figured out how I work. So I work best with my brother. Okay. And I work best with Katarina. They all do something different than me. And we're able to go into, be honest, any different industry and be successful because we're all going to do, we figured out how to work together and how to team up and get certain things done. And it's really easy. Like when we go to a new project shoot, everyone already knows what they're going to do before we do it because they know who they are. You know what I mean? You got to find out how to win. If you find out how to win, you can take that same formula and put you in different scenarios and you'll win there too because you figured out how you work, how you win, the tools that you need to be successful. And that's probably one of the key things that people need to understand. You got to figure out how to win first. Mm. At least that one thing, you got to figure it out. You can take that format and possibly put it in this industry and you might be able to figure that out too. But until you figure out how to win, it ain't going to happen. What if somebody's been stagnant for year after year? You got to look at you. Okay. You stagnant the whole entire time. The one constant that's there is you. Yeah. It's you. That's true. It's you. We push every single year. 
if we made a dollar this year, we're trying to make $3 the following year. So we're going to have to do something that's out of the norm to help get us to $3. And unless you're willing to do that, some people play it safe. Maybe that's your thing. You're stagnant because you're playing it safe every single year. Not You're not willing to take those chances, those opportunities. That's the only way you're going to be stagnant, doing the same thing every single year. We don't do that. Yeah. Like I said, we're involved in sports this year, and we're thinking about expanding the next year. I'm thinking about doing women's professional soccer and also the WNBA. Mm-hmm. So just that, that whole thing. Right now, we did a whole men's basketball league. We know that that wasn't necessarily our demographic of people because the most people that use our product are women between 27 and 55. But I took that note from what Weight Watchers did with Charles Barkley. I don't know if you remember that. Remember he lost all that weight, slimmed all the way down. He raised their business tremendously and they were able to reach a different audience. They were normally reaching. Mm -hmm. So they were going after men and they exposed them to so much more because you know, most men aren't, men aren't doing Weight Watchers and things like that. But when they seen Charles, shoot, I remember when I seen, I was like, Charles looked good. So Charles lost like 70 pounds. He looked amazing. So therefore, men just start taking notice to that. <laughs> so that's kind of like what we're doing with the big three. But next year, we're going to go back to our normal thing and go after the WNBA. Like I said, professional women's soccer and go on and go from there and see if there's opportunities. Yeah, soccer, that'll be huge. I mean, that's the biggest sport in the world, you know? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think I think people also, they don't realize, they'll look at someone like UAD, they'll look at someone like Steve, some of these other really well-known, incredible hosts, and they just think, you know, it's a one-man show. They don't think that there's a team behind it. Nobody gets there by themselves. Yeah. No, Microsoft is not created by itself. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, it's so many people involved. Apple is not created by itself. They look at Steve Jobs, and he done an amazing job in bringing that, you know, his whole thing, but it's not him. Right. It's so many other people, so many other missing parts, and, and all those different nuances of information. That's the thing that created those companies. Mm. And, and and we're no different than any of those any of those other companies. It's not just me at all. Yeah. Not even close. That's true. It's about every single employee that's here. Yeah, the thing people have to realize is some you know, someone needs you need a lead man, you need a leader, you need someone in the spotlight to to steer the ship, to guide it, and then of course to just represent a company. Right. Even to what you're saying, Steve Jobs, I mean, he's, he's been gone for years. Right. But look at Apple. Right. I mean, they're <laughs> well, the first trillion dollar company. Uh, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. I'm not sure what they do as far as revenue or gross revenue, but I would suspect it's up there. Shoot, I, I was looking at Nike. <laughs> Nike did $37 billion last year. I'm like, Man. and when I look at I hear that, I'm like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> so... But, you know, they've been in business forever, and, you know, that's just part of growth. Yeah. You got to keep pushing. Keep pushing. It's not going to be a Michael Jordan, but if you look at Nike, any of those, they found a formula. Yeah. The thing that launched Nike into the whole different situation, especially if you know the Michael Jordan story, is that Nike, they knew they wanted Michael Jordan. So they offered him most 
I think it was Converse at the time, they were offering NBA players $100,000. So they knew they wanted him. They offered Jordan $250,000, which was $150,000 more than the going rate, more than what Magic Johnson and Larry Bird was getting. Mm. But they knew they wanted him. So they put everything in it. And then from that, it branched off to Air Jordans, which was a whole nother industry. They couldn't even fathom that. And then what did they do? The next big stars, Nike got them because they realized that that's what really grew their business. They found something that worked and they kept doing it and kept doing it. They grabbed Kobe, they grabbed LeBron. You know what I mean? They just kept going. I think they got Venus and Serena too. So they grabbed the next Jordans in those particular industries, in those particular areas. I think, if I'm not mistaken, they had um, Tiger Woods, they had his golf ball, which was a Nike golf ball. They figured it out. And that's what I mean. Every Once those little things happen, you'd be like, oh, okay, I got it now. Mm. And then it was like, oh, yeah, okay, now that's, we got Michael Jordan in soccer? Okay, let's go get him. Oh, we got Michael Jordan in tennis or a version, uh, a person that's able to dominate that industry? Okay, let's sign that person. And they're going to outbid all the other companies. And that's what they did. So you got to find out what works, and then you got you to gotta do it everywhere. Yeah, you, I mean, Nike, soccer, Ronaldo, you know? I'm sure they can have him, right? Oh, yeah. That's their thing. It's the most followed dude on Instagram. <laughs> but but that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's yeah. that's their thing. They figured it out. And it started with Michael Jordan. And like I said, that's a true story. Everybody was getting 100000 They gave him 100 Did you see the uh, Michael Jordan's, the one he did with... Um, uh, last Dance? He had the Last Dance. They talk about it in there. Yeah. They talk about it in there. He's like, don't give him $250,000. <laughs> like, it was unheard of. They gave him everything. And then the probably the best part about it is that the thing that changed changed Jordan is they the, his agent said he got to have his own shoe. Yeah, got to have his own shoe. Got to have his own shoe. And then they were then that's when they called it Air Jordan, which had a nice ring to it. And they went with it. Life changing. Dang. Being a shoe company, it's you got to put your your ego to the side to say, okay, he's gonna have his own shoe. Yeah, but you see what they did, though. They protected themselves from that situation ever again. Oh, okay. Because Jordan is different. See, Jordan owns that insignia. People don't know that. I see. This right here, he owns that. So Nike was forced to deal with him because that was on that shoe. Wow. So So uh, LeBron and Kobe... I don't know if they own those insignias. I'm not really sure. But, you know, maybe LeBron, I think LeBron got a lifetime deal. I don't, I don't I'm sure Kobe might have had one too. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not really sure. But, right. But if you never noticed, no, after the Jordan situation, there wasn't a, a company within Nike able to branch off and be its own company. Huh. I never thought about that. Only Jordan was the only one able to do it. So they definitely protected themselves from that situation. Jeez. I just think if Converse did that in the beginning, you know, with Jordan offering them $250,000, 
Some or five hundred, you know. Yeah, but remember Jordan in that in that thing. He said who he liked the most was Adidas. Yeah, that's true. He said he liked Adidas. Adidas didn't want to play ball. They said they. I think they were willing to give him the money, but they didn't want. They didn't want to give him a shoe. And that's where they made them. I know they're kicking themselves now. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, they were probably always be behind Nike, you know, forever. Yeah. Man, that's insane. Holy. Yeah, you really made a name for himself, MJ, I'll tell you. Just doing that. Because you figure, I mean, within the sports and athlete space, I mean, like you're saying, tennis, Williams, you know, golf, you got Woods. I think I think Roger Federer's with uh, Nike, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think he is. Yeah, Whoever was the dominating person in their industry, that's what they learned from Michael Jordan. It was within sports. Let's go get him. Right. That was. That's the difference. Jeez. That's the difference. <laughs> that's what they learned, and they took a chance. Remember, like I said, all the other bigger companies that were much bigger than them were given smaller amounts of money, but they had. They felt really good about that. About that person. They betted on the right person. That's what I'm saying. You never know what's on the other side. Some people get stuck on the 250, not knowing that's going to change your business. We try, you know, people try so hard to, to think they, they know what's on the other side, but no one you just never know. The only thing you know is the present. And the yeah. past is the past. You can't go back to that. You can't rely on that. No one knows. You can learn from that, but. Taking a chance regardless. Yeah. But like I said, taking a chance and failing is a lesson learned. Now you don't have to go through that. The next situation you can make a better decision. Yeah. Because of that failure or because of that success. 100%. Oh, AD, now this is great. I mean, holy, I mean, just that story alone on Michael Jordan and of course everything with Steve Harvey and yourself with what you've been through. I mean, that alone, you don't need to read any books. <laughs> I mean, AD Dolphin's been, you've been through it, man. People don't, I don't think people really understand. And that's, this is probably 1% of what people even, you know, right. fathom. So, yeah, brother, I appreciate you taking the time out of and, and doing this. Anytime. It really, really means a lot. But anyways, guys, yeah, stay tuned. Of course, this goes on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Always appreciate the feedback, the love. I'll attach AD's links, websites, social media that you guys can check out. Go show uh, AD some love. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening to the Roots of Success podcast. Don't forget to leave a five-star review. I really appreciate that, as well as a like and a subscribe. Stay connected between shows by following me on Instagram at NateTheGreat. And remember, guys, success starts here. Keep winning. Nate the Great signing off.